This is Tech Watch Radio. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. Jay Harrison with me. Welcome to the show, sir. Happy Tech Day, Sam. How's it going? Absolutely fantastic. We're going to get into Friday, or what do they call them, Black Friday deals? Black Friday. It's right around the corner, isn't it? Yeah, indeed it is. Coming up in a couple of days. But a couple of things to note before that. This is very interesting indeed. Elon Musk, and I know we've been talking about him way too much lately, but Listen, Elon Musk said we dug our own grave with Cybertruck ahead of its November release. Oh, boy, that's a horrible statement to make when you're releasing a truck. Why? But the reason that I'm bringing this up, well, because it took him forever to get it done when he tried to use his hammer to shatter the, I mean, to, you know, show the glass yeah. that shattered. Everybody remembers uh, that demo. It took, <laughs> it took forever to release it. He promised it was like rolling and it really wasn't. And now it's coming out and the cost is way more than he thought. I mean, how many things can I mention, Jay? Yeah. Well, it gets worse. Ouch. <clears throat> now. Let me ask you a question. This is a weird question, and it's not meant to be a political question, but it is meant to be an educational question. And it is meant to kind of document the future relating to tech. Uh, Jay, when you buy a truck, whose truck is it? Mine. I mean, I guess the bank's until I pay it off, right? Yeah, but either way, no, you think that, but that's the point. Not anymore? That's not true anymore. So Elon Musk says if you buy one of these, quote, cyber trucks, and you sell it in the first year or so, he will sue you for $50,000. What? Part of your contract is you cannot do that. Why? Oh, because he doesn't want people scalping him. He does not want, quote, what do they call that, Jay? Do you know? Uh, when you buy something and sell it, higher, isn't yep. that scalping? I, I don't know. It's That's what they do with when it comes to tickets, but it's called flipping in the house. And, oh, and flipping. Okay, office. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, no flipping is part of your contract. You may have paid your dollar or whatever you did, to, but when you get this truck, you sign this contract. To put it down on it, yeah. All right, 100 bucks. Anyway, you, pay, you agree that you will not flip, and you may not know it, but you did, and I'm telling you, you'll get sued if you do it. And that's a big problem. Well, my problem with the whole discussion is... What if you sell that dude for 200000 though? It might be worth it, you know? Uh, it just depends on how much you think you can get away with the suit. <laughs> if and the $50,000 fee is less than that, you might just pay it. Well, but here's the other problem. And here's the reason that I bring it up tech-wise. One, it's a question of who owns it and who owns what. So you may own the truck, but he owns the rights to whatever contract you sign to buy the truck. Well, now there's a lot of vehicles, Jay, that if you don't pay your insurance and or if you sell it to somebody that you didn't have permission to, they have the ability to just press a button and the truck just stops. Yeah. I've seen a, a lot of dealerships, especially, um, I don't know what you say, lower end dealerships, but the ones that do dealership financing and they're selling cars. Not only is it standard practice now to put GPS on all of those cars, if you're paying uh, a your mortgage or whatever, your your payment to the local car dealership where you bought it at, not only can they come repo it, but, yeah, they can just shut it down, too. So Elon Musk might just sue you and shut down your Cybertruck there, buddy. I'm now, surprised. Me, this is a technological fiasco, Jay. I get, again, tech is neither good nor bad. Right. But But we bring this up because, again, you know what? All this new tech in cars is pretty neat. It does a lot of things. It helps you stay in your lane. Uh, it can help you, you know, brake and keep an eye on the car in front of you. It can have all these sensors around you to kind of make driving safe. I love a lot of that. A lot of it's really incredible. 
But when you start to put tech in and then just say, look, we're just going to shut down your car. Now you can't get to work and you sure won't make your payment when you can't get to work. All I'm saying is we're starting to really in a very, I don't know what you want to say, tyrannical way. I'm not meaning this to be political, but I'm saying in a very strange way, you're literally controlling people's lives by mandate or force uh, using tech. And at some point, the point is it backfires though. Hey, saying that my car won't run and now I can't get to work is a is a big problem. Right? Well, you know, they're talking about this kill switch in 2026 too, in all cars, so that there'll be right. a kill switch. You know, and I don't I don't even know all the details on that. In fact, I don't even think anybody knows because I think it's gonna see how it actually comes out and what really happens with that. But um, that's definitely on the table and in, in, in past legislation as far as I understand it. It is. And my problem is what if your wife's about to have a baby and the kill switch happens? Right. You're going to have that baby on the side of the road, I guess. Well, no, at you, home? you won't even be on the road, buddy. I guess. You'll be in your garage. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll be at Walmart or you'll be, I don't know where you'll be. I see lawsuits for that. That's what I mean by, I don't know how that's going to play out. That could get flipped, you know? Well, I hope so. And again, my goal isn't to talk about this politically. My goal is to highlight the tech. And again, ladies and gentlemen, the tech is neither good nor bad. What we need to understand is this technology exists. We're not going to back away and it's not going to not exist. It already exists. The only question now going forward is how uh, we craft uh, the appropriate use of any of this technology. Right. If your car is stolen and there's a lot of car thefts out there now, um, it'd be nice to be able to hit a kill GPS switch. GPS it. Yeah, it'd be nice to be able to find it too. A lot of people yeah, are putting air tags in their it, cars. Right. Yeah. yeah they, in fact, even in New York, they're starting to basically um, – even uh, have the government give people in, in some of these high-prone areas for car theft some of these um, Apple tags uh, so that you can trace things. So right. finding things is good. GPS is good. A kill switch can be good. It depends on who's using it, when, where, why, what, how. And I think we really need to be careful that we craft common sense. And I don't even, I'm not even really talking about laws or legislation. But we craft common sense ways forward that can appropriately... Um, manage this right i think that the key is to put the power in the people like the power in the ownership it's it's like these laws that you see that are being uh passed for a right to repair like if i own the device i should be able to open it i mean you know i know that might break a warranty or whatever but if i want to be able to fix it or replace a battery i should be able to have that right and as long as the the power of you know that kill switch or that gps is in the the power of the owner the person and not some bureaucrat or whatever um a third party that's going to like usurp your own rights or, or stop you from when your wife's having a baby from getting to the hospital i think that that's when technology works when it empowers people amen and when it empowers people and again i'm not saying if you don't make your car payment you should just be left alone i mean they've got to have ways to say look this is collateral yeah it's part of your contract i mean you're signing it's part up of for your that. contract and i support that too what i don't really support though is just that we're going to instantly disable you and then we're probably not going to have uh, any way to, like, remedy that quickly. And let me explain what I mean by that. They have ways to lock things down, but the companies don't have ways to resolve this quickly. If they're going to lock cars down like that, they got to have somebody available 24-7 emergency to enable it. Right. Okay? So if I'm at my house and I say my wife's going to have a baby... And they say, fine, we'll unlock your car. I should be able to roll to the hospital or roll somewhere. They should give me a little bit of a benefit of the doubt, and then we can talk about it and work on it later. 
Okay, so let me give you an example to make the point. I'm switching a lot of phones from Verizon to T-Mobile right now, Jay. Yeah. This is a real-time example. And I have a phone that we paid off literally like on August 29th, so three months ago basically. Almost three months anyway. Right. And what's supposed to happen is when you pay the phone off, they're supposed to unlock the chip that relates to the phone. If you go onto your iPhone, your cell phone, and you go into um, settings in general, uh, and then about, and then you look at the end, it'll talk about your, your chip. You should try this right now, Jay, and see what it says. Uh, I don't have a lot of times it'll say that it'll say that chip is locked or that chip is free to, to whatever. So settings, cellular, and, right? You nope. said? No, no, no. Settings, general, about. Oh, general. About. And then scroll towards the end, and you'll see something that talks about your SIM chip or your whatever chip. Anyway. Carrier lock. No SIM that, restrictions. Yep. No SIM restrictions. That's a good sign. You can move anywhere you want. But if there are SIM restrictions, then you're locked. And I get why carriers do it, because when you owe on your phone, they want to make sure that you don't just bail on them. Right. Sensible, I think. Okay. But when in August 29th, when we paid off this example phone that I'm telling you about. It should auto-unlock. You shouldn't should have to go unlock. hat in hand right. and beg to them to get your phone unlocked. When, it, when it's paid off, it should auto-unlock, though. That's right. Well, it didn't, and they claimed that it was an error. Sometimes a glitch happens, and it just doesn't occur, which I don't really have a problem with that either. I get it. Automation right. isn't always perfect. I can live with that. But here's what I can't live with. So then we try to transfer the phone, and they enable the phone to be transferred. So there's a lock on the line and a lock on the phone. This, this is something that people really need to know. And so the lock on the line, they said, we released the line. You can transfer it. But they didn't look about the lock on the phone, and I didn't look either because it was paid off, so I, that's not an issue. It's paid off. And they just enabled so, the line transfer. So we transferred the line. The line ported. It transferred perfectly. Problem is now the phone can't be used because the phone's locked to carrier A. The phone is now, the phone number is with carrier B, and we're stuck in no man's land. Why can't they unlock the phone now, though? Why can't the well, losing let's, carrier let's unlock it? talk about that. When you say, why can't they? They can. They will. However, I call them and they say, yeah, we'll put in a request to have that unlocked. We'll fill out a form and send in a request. I said, I know, but this is an emergency. We need it now. They have a firewall between their, quote, what they call fraud team. And I said, I know this isn't fraud. They said, well, we know it's not fraud either, but these are the people that have to unlock it. And I said, okay, but I need it unlocked right now. This person's in no man's land. They can't use their phone. They use it for work. They're down. They said, we have a policy 24 to 48 hours. And we can't get a hold of anybody anywhere because they're siloed. You can't call anybody. You can't do anything. You can just submit this form. There's nothing you can do but wait. Wow. And I literally was forced to wait with an employee's phone literally jacked down. And they're the ones that told me that I could transfer it, that it was in the clear to go. And they failed to, one, auto-unlock it when it was paid off. Then, two, they failed to unlock it. To me, when you say it's ready to move, you should have done everything to make it happen. And if there's a payment problem, you should say, we can't, Sam, you owe a payment or whatever. But they said, no, this is good to go. Well, they didn't check it all, and they didn't do it all, and I didn't think about it because it was paid off. So why would I think about that, right? Right. Anyway, long story short, it got stuck in no man's land for literally like 30 hours. And I called and I pushed and I accelerated and I went to a supervisors and I and they uh, you know, um, escalated and they this that and it still took over 24 hours to get done. 
I finally got it done. But I am absolutely livid about this. I'll tell you this. Not not because they had a lock on it. Right. Makes not sense. because they failed automated wise for the lock to unlock. Not because they overlooked realizing that they should not have told me to move because they weren't ready. But because they need to have a team. If you're going to do that to people, you need to have a team available like right now. And why can't you? People are not, porting phones all the time. In- not some intentional lockdown breach between the two to where even the guy that's helping you can't get a hold of anybody. And then some 48-hour window. I'll tell you, you lost why. your mind. What if it was our only home phone? It's because it's the losing carrier. The losing carrier's port out department. If you're losing or not, is in no hurry to help anybody. And why would they okay, be? But because uh, they, they have need a, to be honorable integrity in business. And if I leave and I leave happy because they're good, honest people, then I'll probably come back at some point. That's a good point. But okay, but if I leave and I'm livid, pissed like I am now, <laughs> I'm never going back. Right? Never. Because you know what? That's just one phone. What if that family that only had, say, one phone at home was having a baby, had an emergency, something was happening? People don't have home phones now anymore. I know it. Okay. This is literally a danger to society because they're greedy and they don't want to let go of a phone line. They have an obligation by a government you know, law or whatever that you've got to be able to ha- handle this. But, man, they only have to work 9 to 5. They don't have any obligation to be 24-7 to help you port out of their system. And I say when you lock people's phones, especially when it doesn't, you don't have the right to lock it. Okay? Right. So I literally could have, in a literal sense, report my phone stolen by the carrier. Yeah. I literally could have, because it's, it's mine, and then not you're... theirs. And if they have it locked, and then I could have literally said, hey, they're putting my uh, harm's way. I mean, SOS might work on the phone, but that's it. And then they would just lock down the phone, and then you'd have to get it back out of that mode. It could have caused you more grief than, than not. I'll tell you this, though, about porting. Okay, they, Number one, they've made huge strides in porting in the last 10, 20 years. It's way better than it ever was in a lot of ways yeah, 20 years take, ago. And in, in the landline world, it takes like a month. Yeah, it, it just wasn't ahead. even possible 20 years ago, right? But So th- that's great that they've done this, but I'll tell you this, and it doesn't matter what you are. I'm not saying you can't get lucky and you can have a, a perfect phone port and everything works because I've had them before, but I've ported a lot of phones from and to a lot of different uh, carriers, um, and almost always, I would say more often than not, probably 60%, there's always a problem, and it, and it can be any number of problems. There's so many variables. There's so many things that have to happen that there's almost always, it seems like, a problem when you're porting. I do it as little as possible as I ever can because and it, when it is a mission-critical phone like mine, like say my business phone or something or my wife's phone, I'm really hesitant to port it or to move anything. Somebody could be like, hey, you can get this super deal and it's only 20 bucks for six months or whatever, or a year. I'd be like, nope, I'm not doing it. I don't care. I'm not changing porting phones from carriers and screwing something up. It just it constantly is a mess, always. It just seems like. And I know there's perfect ports, and I've had them before, but they're rare, and they're, they're just like, golly, why can't they get this stuff straight, you know? I know what you're saying. And I don't disagree, but in the corporate world that I work in, I work for a lot of companies, and when they want to switch carriers for whatever reason, it's like, hey, Sam, this is your job to work on this. Yep. <laughs> and I had over 50 lines to transfer. And so anyway, all I'm telling you is this is really, really, really. And how so many lines did whole... you have problems with out of 50? Only just that one? Well, I don't have them all done yet. I've probably got 20 done and 30 <laughs> to go, and I've had problems with like six or seven of them. Okay. So different, different problems every time though. Better than my experience, but still it's, isn't it always just issue? Yeah. It can be all kinds of problems. It could be the phone's locker. It could be the, they, 
you know, they're not paying the bill right or they don't know what their pin number is or they're, there's just so many things that can go wrong in a port and it always does. Yeah. So let me quickly give you a 30 second and this isn't perfect. This will not solve all your problems, but this will help you big time. My fellow listeners with, if you ever need to move from carrier to carrier, here's what you do. You go in and you make sure your chip is unlocked. What was the term that was on yours? Uh, no SIM restrictions or something like that. No I'll, SIM I'll restrictions, okay? That's right. No SIM restrictions. Yeah, no make SIM sure your, restrictions. your chip is locked. That's going to make sure your phone's free to go, free to move about the cabin. Okay? Yep. Then the second thing you do is you get the account number that it's going from and the account number that it's going to. Well, you don't always have an account number that it's going to. I know, I, but you can set up an account first, and I'm telling you to do that. All right. And some systems, here's the problem. Some systems, you know, won't let you do that. Some systems force you to release it before you can whatever. Okay. Yeah. Or some if of them are automated. If systems. it's you're starting a new account, you, they won't even create the account until you've switched it. So in some, in some cases. So the point is get your old and your new account number together first. If you can, if you can't make sure you have your, where it's coming from account number. Then when you start the new account, Make sure that you have the old account number, the old, the pin that they say will let you transfer it, and make sure that the old carrier says the line is released to move, and that the phone's paid off, and that they claim the phone's unlocked. And that is your best way. There's still other things that you need. You're going to yeah. need, usually you need the last bill from your current carrier. And here's another super important thing. Do not in cancel. In cell phones, it's not that way as much as it is in landlines, though. If you're transferring, an, that's true. Uh, yeah, um, if you're transferring on a landline stuff like that, or some of those carriers require a lot of that kind of stuff. But you're smart but to on, have on that cell last phones, bill. It's not so much, but because if you can get it, they'll ask you some dumb question off of it. Though, yeah, and you'll a be lot like, of times it's corporation, and you can't get it. So that's why I'm the IT director for these two companies, or I'm moving these things. Look, nobody can get that bill. They're not giving that to an employee, right? But if so you can't right, get it, and it's tough. And, and it's true that I'm talking more um, probably consumer, but if you can get it, get it in front of you because it's going to have other information on it, like that account number that you're looking for. But you need, a, you need a last bill if you can get a hold of it. The other thing you need is the billing address, and that will also be on that bill. And make sure you have the zip code along with that PIN because they're going to ask you these kind of curveball questions, and the, you you got to be prepared for it, and you got to have all your ducks in a row, or there's going to be holdups, and there's going to be – Times when your phone's down for 30 hours because something didn't happen right. Anyway, and I couldn't, I mean, the only way I could have avoided this is to make sure the phone was unlocked. But the only reason I didn't think about it was because the phone was paid off and I knew it was paid off. And so I just went, well, the phone's paid off and the line's released. Let's go. Well, I should have checked is the point. And uh, anyway, I don't want to spend forever on that, but I felt like it was really a worthy discussion for people about phones and about how to, how to do this, the more documentation and the details that you can get right in front of you on a single sheet. For example, what is the name of the account that it's coming from? So in mine, it would be, for example, Sam Bushman Incorporated, and it would be, you know, uh, Sam Bushman. Even if you work for me, uh, if the phone is, is like an employee phone, you would have to have that information. And so you got to know whose name. And then you've got to have the authorized party give permission. So if the employee calls up and wants to move their phone, they can't do it. they got to have me authorize it because I'm the authorized person on the account. So you've got to have the authorized people involved as well. 
Anyway, it's if it's a to-do event, Jay. If you're doing business lines, sometimes you got to have an LOA, a letter of authorization and stuff squared away too. There's just yeah. a lot to it, and they're all different. And they're all, every, every company's different slightly, and it's just a, a variable mess when you're trying to move things from one company to another. And the more homework you do, the more prepared you get and get all these things. Maybe you won't need a copy of the bill, but if you can get it and have it ready when you're trying to make this happen, it'll go that much easier for you. Anyway, hopefully that's helpful. Let's talk a little bit about Black Friday deals, and then we'll get back to phones in the next segment with a whole lot of details about phones. Uh, but Black Friday, Jay, is coming up in just a few days. Um, I bring it up because Black Friday's really already started, Jay. Black Friday's not a day anymore. Oh, uh, I saw Walmart doing Black Friday <laughs> stuff b- before Halloween, right? In late October, it's they were crazy, talking about yeah. Black Friday. It should be called Black November. Call it- they call it black because, you know, in the business world, red's bleeding ink and black is when you're positive making money. And so it's called Black Friday. It has nothing to do with anything political or weird like that. It has to do with just the way accounting works. Black is good. Red is bad. Now, I don't know why black is the number you know, where they say it's good. I mean, the black, that's supposed to be a good thing. Well, it's just an accounting green. thing. Like you you do entries in red when it's negative and, and positive is black. And so that's why it's the I black get has it, the but positive I'm saying to me it should be green, Jay. Yeah, but who does accounting in green ink? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you see what I mean. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I would call it Green Friday. Yeah, especially when you're getting ready for Christmas. <laughs> or I would call it, you know, anyway, there's a lot of deals out there, ladies and gentlemen, but let me be very clear to start this discussion out. And we've only got a couple of minutes for this discussion, but I wanted to have it early enough. There's a lot of good deals for Black Friday. There really, really, really are. But don't just think because it's Black Friday, it's a good deal. Wait for Cyber Monday. Do your Monday. homework, Jay. Yeah, that's true. Because a lot of stuff that looks like it's a Black Friday good deal, uh, use Camel 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 on Amazon. That'll give you history on prices. Um, that can be very effective. Even if you're not buying from Amazon, it just gives you a history of what things have sold for. Um, you can install that as a, uh, extension, an extension in your browser. Yeah. And so you can just click on it right when you're on Amazon at any product and see kind of what the price history has been on it. But yeah, just because it's a Black Friday deal doesn't mean it's perfect. But I don't, I don't do Black Friday stuff. Like I, the whole running to the store, getting up at six a.m., pushing over old. La- I don't, I don't do any of that stuff. Like you know, pushing I, I don't, over old ladies. You don't do that, Jay. No, I don't do Good that. For you. So. <laughs> I like that. Uh, but no, so Black Friday is becoming more of a Cyber Black Friday, and it's become more of a Black November, as you mentioned. I the think Cyber Monday is going to be got, bigger than Black you got Friday. Black anyway, Friday. Then you got Small Business Saturday usually. Yep. And then you've got Cyber Monday. And so they're thinking of all kinds of words. The bottom line is between uh, Halloween and Christmas, you can get some incredible deals. My only point is it's wonderful. Do it. Do not push over old ladies. Do do your homework. Those are my advice tips, Jay. I'm going to celebrate Stay Home Tuesday afterwards, you know. (laughs) I'm going to celebrate Taco Tuesday. Yeah. That's out and about now, too. Not really stay a tech home subject, Saturday, but, Jay. Yeah. Or stay home Sunday as well. I like Small Business Saturday, though. I think that's a pretty cool. That's kind of new. I, you know, I've only heard about yeah. that the last couple of years. And, and I like it. And like I say, these are wonderful days. I don't mean to down the season. I'm not downing any of these Black Fridays or Cyber Mondays or any of those kind of things. I'm just saying do your homework and be very careful, though. There's a lot of really good deals. There really are. And, and I celebrate them. That's great. I like that. Um. Also, don't be but, tempted but to you just... you got to be very careful, right? Yeah, but don't buy junk just because it's on sale either. I mean, I, I've been certainly done that before. been like, oh, my gosh, these flash drives are so cheap, and and that's great. And then you just have them, but you don't really use them or whatever. And, you know, be careful of that just because it's a good deal, too. If you don't need it, don't buy it. 
Don't buy it if I don't need it? I know. It's crazy. What? Jay? <laughs> no. Really, that's the point, though, is, folks, don't just get lulled into this. Oh, my gosh, it's a good deal. You know, when they when they tell you you're going to buy a, a million-dollar car for $100,000, it's an incredible deal. I agree. But don't run around and tell me I saved $900,000. No, I just spent $100,000 for heck's sakes. Okay, be very careful. Buy what you need. Look for good deals. Be cautious. Do your homework. Don't get in the panic and live within your means. That's the recommendation from your friends at TechWatch Radio, where we keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. Do us a big favor, will you? Make it a great tech day. Hey, thanks. Thank you.